MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Been running on a Friday night. It is the nightcap. It's a... An expanded squad, as it always is, but a little different. Mike Paul, back-to-back appearances from Mike Palm on a Friday. What? I mean, this is this is an honor. I had no prep time. Six fifty-five. <laughs> hey, you want to go in with Murray? I said, who wouldn't want to go on air with Tim Murray? That's true. I mean, that is uh, no one's ever turned that down, other than the many, many people that have turned down opportunities to come on any show that I've hosted, including one with Nick Ashew. So Nick Ashew, final show with him. Derek Stevens in the house. Uh, we might have some interesting news here a little mm-hmm. bit uh, on in this segment, but uh, a lot to get to, guys. And uh, I, I want to start actually with uh, a conversation that I believe Mike had with them all earlier today on the nuts. Uh, both both Nick and I are, are DC guys, and our favorite team is the Nationals. And uh, I was listening to the game on the way over. We both vomited too while the game Max happened. Scherzer, Max Scherzer, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Surefire Hall of Famer, exits after six innings. Good job by the Dodgers to get his pitch count up to 100. But after six innings, the Nats are up three to one. So if you played the Nats first five, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a winner. And I believe that was advice that was given out on this network earlier today. But a certain somebody on a certain show that Mike Palm hosts didn't want to listen. No, Amal's not a first five guy. He likes he say he <laughs> he's big about getting nine at bats with his team. I said, forget about the at bats. You want to isolate Scherzer. With Urias in this spot, I mean, you don't want to take, you don't need Rainey coming in there in the seventh. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say this was Rainey was, but you don't need, you don't need to roll the dice with the Nats bullpen in that spot. You want to get 15 outs and hope your team can score a couple of runs and cash early so you can make an in-game wager somewhere else. 
And the uh, Nationals currently trail 10 to 4. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gave up nine runs. Nine <laughs> runs in the seventh inning. Um, that was. Yeah, that Awful. was that was not enjoyable to uh, no. to listen to. No. Uh, Max Scherzer, six innings of work, eight strikeouts, one run on four hits. Uh, Derek, though today baseball wise, no no hoops. Uh, there is a hockey game which uh, which we will make members, uh, reference to. Already hit the over. So if you played the over, Banksy by the way just FaceTimed us. He's not here. He's <laughs> is he on assignment, Derek? Did you he send is him on some? assignment? Uh, Wilbo's on assignment today. So uh, yeah, we had to mix it up for nightcap. Yeah. So yeah, what you should do is just get your phone up with him on FaceTime and yeah, just hold uh, him up. So I don't he can know where us. I don't know where Derek sent him, uh, but wherever Derek you sent him, it, it was pretty poor service wherever he was. Well, I will tell you, I, I really want to tell you it was great to uh, hang out with you guys yeah, at the Legacy Club yeah. last night. Great opportunity to meet both your lovely wives. Uh, we had a lot of fun. And as you know, based on the time we were still there, uh, Banksy had a 5 o'clock flight this morning. <laughs> so I don't think he slept very much. And right now he's probably drinking pretty good because it's uh, 10 o'clock uh, Eastern time right now where he's at. It, it seemed like there was definitely some sort of party going on between the like poor connection thing that kept showing up on Facebook. He just wanted to gloat because so. he was all over the lightning tonight. So it was actually... What were, what were you guys taking? Because I saw that number going down on the Lightning, so it, clearly there was some sort of Canadians' money coming in. Uh, I got to imagine, Mike, the public was just going to fire away on the Lightning, but this the line was moving a little bit. It was surprising that this number came down all the way up, close to one thirty. You know, and we we had Tim Doyle on today, of course, the Rucker Park legend, oh, yeah. St. John's, you know, from New York, but now Chicago's adopted, adopted. He's a great guest. I mean, he's, they, he's awesome. I can't believe this guy isn't a bigger TV star somewhere. Seriously. New York, Chicago, he's entertaining, knowledgeable, pros, college basketball. But anyhow, he said he's got a theory he wants to win $1,000. What do you think of this? He said, I'm going to bet 1000 on Montreal tonight and come back if they lose and bet 2000 on them in game four. How can they get swept? I said, don't lose 3000 Don't do that. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't afford. You know that he had Phoenix Suns at 45-1 to one to oh. win the NBA title, and he took the cash-out option before the playoffs oh, started. No. Oh, yeah. His wife wanted darker cabinets and some new backsplash. <laughs> he still profited. Oh. He still profited 27000 on the bet, but he's killing himself So he right did that now. before the playoffs? Yeah, he's well, killing himself. But you don't know if he's going to get hurt. Hindsight's You don't know. Yeah, right? They're on the side of the They're on the side of the, and then they're going to have to get through Kawhi. You don't know that, that all that's going to happen. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, look, I, after the Phoenix Suns, as our listeners well know, I just continue to complain about it. <laughs> after they win game one, I went on the Lakers. And the Lakers were minus 900 after going up two games to one. So, you know, can't kill himself about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, I'm excited. I'm excited about the next segment to get this thing going. We're at after two periods. It's a nightcap. Let's get it started. <laughs> There's a lot of wheeling and dealing going on, right? <laughs> oh, it is the nightcap here on Visa. That wasn't even, you know, we're we're good. We're good. A little inside, uh, a little inside baseball here. Mike Palm, Derek Stevens, Nick Ashu hanging out for one final night. I am Tim Murray here uh, on the nightcap. Always great to start a Friday night. Started off right. The beverages are already flowing. Mike Palm with his Moscatos. Derek Stevens uh, with his, what are you, what's your, Captain and Coke? Captain, Captain and Diet. Diet. Captain Diet. Diet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Want to make sure the calories are out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The bankers yeah. have to know it's diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four to two is where we stand after, uh, after two periods uh, with Tampa Bay and Montreal. We got a lot to get to, and uh, we were just talking about it. 
uh, a moment ago with uh, just uh, uh, some baseball thoughts and and Mike Palm giving out good advice that was uh, kicked to the curb by a mall, which uh, tends to be uh, a common place. I've done some shows with a mall. That, that, that's pretty regular. You say, you're like, do this. No, I'll do my own thing. And, uh, you know. He's, uh, he has a lot of, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Uh, displaced passion or unplaced <laughs> passion or what, whatever. He's very firm in his beliefs and he's going to stick to his guns. And, you know, it works for him. So I give him credit for that. But sometimes you just have to think things through. Well, Derek, tonight, with, with no hoops, uh, with the Suns wrapping things up, tonight would have been Game 7 of that series. So that would have been a lot of fun, but the Suns wrapped it up on Wednesday night. Uh, we do have hockey, Montreal and Tampa Bay after two periods, 4-2. to two. Uh, What's the baseball liability for you guys here tonight? Well, uh, right now, I mean, the biggest liability House has is uh, in the Giants game. Uh, they bet the Giants tonight, so that's really going to be the big game of, uh, of the day, just simply because it's the last game of the day. Um, obviously, there's a lot of action on Scherzer, and I think everybody really took your advice, Mike, because uh, it's not even in our top ten anymore. It's all the the it was the top game on our hit sheet, but that was only on the first five. So now that uh, now that's evaporated out. So I, I think uh, I think people must have been listening to you. I don't know why more people weren't on Lance Lynn tonight. I mean, in that spot at 140 in Comerica, and you know the Tigers coming off that doubleheader sweep. I thought that was a perfect spot for Lance Lynn. He pitched very well. I know they still got to hang on here. Four one. Yeah, top of the ninth right now. Uh, White Sox and the Tigers. Lance Lynn went deep. It's the it's the longest uh, most pitch count he's had uh, this season. I think was, most he ever had going in was 112 pitches, and uh, I know he blew through that. I think in the sixth inning. Sorry to bring up some uh, some bad memories, Mike. You were on it, and uh, I I followed you. I, I liked. Having Kumar Rocker in Game Three, mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't ask for a better situation for Vanderbilt. Uh, you, I didn't know. I, I unearthed something, Nick. Oh boy, Derek is a massive college baseball fan. I mean, huge. Am I not? Am I? He watches it on his computer. I know. All throughout the years, the streaming of these games. No, so this is who you go to if you need any betting advice on college baseball. Then, because well, we were talking about this earlier, where it was like, uh, you know, some people just kind of pretend. That they were college baseball fans, but when you find somebody that actually oh, pays attention it. to it, they are hardcore into it. I, I love the College World Series. I, I went to Omaha. I think uh, it must have been uh, nine years ago, and ever since then, uh, I've I just loved following the regionals, the supers, and uh, and when you see these pitchers come up, what I love is you get to you get to follow a couple teams, you get to follow a couple pitchers, and then if you don't pay attention to them. Couple of years later, you're going to see him make, making debuts in the major league, so it's pretty cool. So I've yeah. always loved following the major league baseball draft. It's a little bit different than football because yeah. you know in the football draft, boom, you need impact players right away. You mm-hmm. got to have impact. Baseball is a little bit different, particularly if you're going to take high school kids. But but I uh, usually got three three four years to wait. But I, I just love college baseball. I love the enthusiasm. Every half inning is a struggle and a fight. It's uh, it's a ton of fun. There's always a difference in college sports and the pros. Like even if you're a big fan of any pro sport, there's just something about any college sport where it just it has a different feel to it. You, you watch it and it's like the players care more, the fans are different. It just there, there's something about it like the College World Series where you just watch it and go, yeah. As much as I even love Major League Baseball, this is this is just a unique product. Derek's a big dreamer, you know, and he has a lot of ideas that are kind of somewhat off the wall. You know, he thought that if we threw concerts on uh, Victoria Day, all the Canadians would come down here. We tried that three times, that didn't work. He had this. <laughs> yeah. He had this outrageous idea we could sell $10 million worth of slush drinks out on Fremont. That did come true, you know what I mean? But he believes at some point in the next decade, 
that regional weekend in the college baseball tournament will become as big as March Madness is with college regional basketball. or super regional? No regional oh, weekend. The, first the regional weekend. when you have all those the four mm -hmm. teams in all those regions. He thinks that weekend will just explode at some point. I guess it's got to happen before Major League Baseball collapses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that, that those first couple of days, you know, and they're going around the horn every game. I mean, that that's some incredible sports. So obviously, it's really dependent upon what type of TV contract you have mm -hmm. and everything like that. But uh, let's be honest: in March Madness, on the first Thursday and Friday, it's not like uh, everybody who's making a bet knows who they're bet knows no, who they're yeah. betting on. I mean, <laughs> well, that's I think what makes people a lot more interested is now that it's happening in more states. I mean, I live out in Maryland, and it's soon going to be out there. And as people start finding other things they can get involved in, when you've got that emotional connection and that financial connection, there's sometimes where you get more into events that maybe you weren't focused on before. We're talking uh, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens, joining us here on a Friday, 4-2. to two. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning leading the Montreal Canadiens to already hit the over after just two periods. Uh, Banksy let us know he was all over the Lightning. Uh, <laughs> You know, it seems like he's celebrating it uh, wherever he is uh, on assignment. Uh, but sticking with college athletics, it has been a, a unique week, to say the least, with with the uh, the allowing of athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. You've seen it all, um, you know, varying, you know, whether it be, uh, I think I saw uh, Mike near and dear to our heart, the uh, offensive line for Notre Dame is uh, signed up with Mission Barbecue. So there you go. I, I don't know if they're getting money or just free barbecue, whatever it is. But I take uh, free barbecue. Uh, you know, there's there's video gaming websites. There's there's a whole lot of things. So how do you feel like out here with UNLV and, and things like that, how can name, image, and likeness be uh, utilized out here? Well, you know, we we called uh, Coach Arroyo over uh, yesterday, and he met us over at Mega Bar just before you guys went on. And we had asked the question, like, what can we do? We yeah. don't know. And it's pretty apparent nobody in the country knows. The rules are different by state. <laughs> the rules are different by university, so we don't know. But our breaking news right now, I just retweeted oh. it off my off my, my personal Twitter. But um, we just signed our first two athletes. We're the first, what was to say, the first and only gaming company to sign these two athletes. So we, uh, we're, having a, we're having a lot of fun with that. We just did it. I told you just as we were coming in before, before you guys mm. came on that we might have some breaking news. So we did. So who are... So we've got uh, we've got two athletes, uh, Sammy Stevens of Georgetown Baseball and Antoine Andrews of Memphis Track and Field. Now uh, these faces look familiar. I've, I think I've seen these faces around uh, around these parts. So yeah, you know who we, are these two particular student athletes? So we had uh, we had a situation today where we had a number of athletes that uh, we were talking to. But there were, you know, it's the Friday before Fourth of July. There's no lawyers around. We don't know how to how to sign the contract. Nobody knows what the rules are. Mike Palm was very concerned. How do we vet these kids? What's going on? Like, we got no idea. We got no idea. no one knows. So we just had to sign somebody today. Just makes me feel good. Just be involved. How does that process work? Because it, like you mentioned, there's not a lot of rules it's kind of like the wild west right now it is the wild west no one knows so you just like like you just find athletes and find ways to contact because not all of them have agents like it's just i just love the fact that the pizza place in missouri got the offensive tackle you know but think about that he, he played two risk. games last he year played two <laughs> games. He played two games. Yeah. i told coach everybody's Royal, getting endorsements i told coach Royal that i want I, I went through the whole roster there's one kid i wanted i wanted to stick with somebody over 21 this kid's name is rex goosen he he, uh, he plays on unlv and he had a lot of attributes that I liked. He's a big guy, six foot four. He's a senior, 
but I, I like the fact he's a long snapper. Yes. And in, and in his career, he's had one tackle. It was in 2019. And that's the kid I want to sign. <laughs> I don't need the quarterback. This guy, looks he must be gritty. I, I've never even met the guy, but we don't know how to vet him. Like, so, I, t- like I told Michael Lombardi, chicks dig the long snappers. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good slogan. You right? We get that. the shirts. We get, say, the, we get the image with the kid. If you got t-shirts, <laughs> I will buy one. I like that. All right, so uh, there you have it. Circa Las Vegas has, uh, has signed, uh, is sponsoring two athletes who are also uh, – they are. Are they? They're known to the program. You know, right. we we didn't have to go through the vetting process. Here, <laughs> you so. knew that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Sammy Stevens, who is a uh, a proud Hoya, and uh, Antoine Andrews on uh, track and field at Memphis. Welcome to the welcome to the party of NIL. <laughs> yep, they're our first two. We feel comfortable with this move. <laughs> Will there be more? Oh, there absolutely will be more. We just don't know how to do it. Yet. Mike's looking at it. He's like, I don't know. There's kids around the country reaching out to us. I bet. Reaching out yeah. to Circa that say, hey, I want to be associated with Stadium Swim. I want to, you have the best sports book in the world. I want to be associated. I mean, like Derek says, nobody knows what's going on. We don't really know the rules. Can it be associated with gaming? I mean, there's so many variables here, but it's, it's it's a fun time right now, and it's certainly the wild, wild west. What's the name of the kid today that reached out to us? From Cincinnati. Yeah, he goes, I'm, the a, University I'm, of Cincinnati. I'm a redshirt freshman at the University of Cincinnati. I play linebacker. My parents have a house in Vegas, and I heard you guys have a great sports book. What do you think? You know what? Like, He's smart. I want to sign that kid. He's the first guy that reached out. I, I, I'd give him a shout-out. I just don't remember his name. He's a, he's aggressive and knows exactly where and he wants also, to go. He's like also it. not allowed in this casino. So, yes, you know, that's, that's yeah. also like, oh, we better yeah. watch out. Because this is the only... He can, he can stand outside and yeah. just like he can wave from outside yeah. the door. What about a spinny sign? Grant Horvath sign? is his Grant name. Horvath. Grant Horvath. We can give him a shout out. Grant Horvath, mm. linebacker from Cincinnati, redshirt freshman. We'd like to sign him. I'm assuming he's under 21 if he's a redshirt freshman. <laughs> yeah. and, Let's uh, hope. But you know, I know the rules are there's supposed to be no tobacco and no alcohol and no, no gambling. <laughs> and he reached out to us and said, "Hey, I want to do something with Circus Sports." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. We had, we had, we had to hold off. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And um, I saw uh, Master P's son, who was at Tennessee State, uh, just signed a deal for two million dollars. Whoa! Two million now, four-year deal. So he's staying. I, I, he goes to Tennessee State. So I, I cannot imagine he would be uh, a, a one-and-done or two-and-done type of player. But yeah, he's signed a two-year deal. And I, I tell you Master one thing. I, I saw Darren Ravel talking about this today, and, and we were just talking off-air. Arch Manning. Uh, the son of Cooper Manning, nephew of Peyton and Eli, top recruit. I think he's going to be a junior in high school this year. Yeah. He's going to make millions when he goes to college. No question. So that's what we were talking with uh, Coach Arroyo about yesterday. Like, what are the rules? Can, can you offer saying, hey, if you come and play here, can we give you a deal to, you know, we have, we have sponsors lined up, things like that. He said, no, the universities have to back off. So UNLV um, partnered with a company called NoCap, and I believe NoCap has signed a deal with uh, 60 or 70 universities yeah. to be the, the intermediary because the coaches actually have to have some separation. But it opens up this door that nobody really understands. How will this evolve? Yeah. You're absolutely right about Manning. What's going to happen? Here? Oh, it's going to be a free-for-all. I mean, you think about a lot of these, a lot of these recruits are are growing and pop. I mean, the interesting thing, guys, is that I think we talked about this last night. Two of the most anticipated, you know, student athletes uh, were the the twins that play college basketball at Fresno mm-hmm. State. They have like three million TikTok followers, 
that at midnight Eastern uh, on July 1st, they were in Times Square with a Boost <laughs> mobile phone in their hands. So it's not just football players or, or, or men's basketball players. It's people with these enormous... Uh, social media followers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the move that they made right there at midnight in Times Square, how brilliant was that? Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, from a business perspective, I'm enamored. I don't even know what sport, what did you say? They're soccer? They're women's basketball. basketball yeah. Women's basketball. I'm enamored about how they thought about this. This is great. I mean, that that's really amazing as, as from an entrepreneurial perspective, what they did. I think they're, I think it's pretty terrific. That's amazing. Masterpiece son, Hersey Miller's son. He's two, gonna he's, two million dollars in one day. He's bigger than little Romeo, yeah. his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine that you're going to Tennessee State, and now I mean, already you've got money. Your your father's a, mm-hmm. a, a, a huge rapper. And let's be honest, that probably helps him a little bit. Oh, I'm sure he has a social there's some media name recognition already of there. Who his father is, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's going to be fascinating. And, uh, yeah, I, I was joking. I, I think I saw, you know, we're from D.C., and a, a player from Howard signed with, like, a grilled cheese restaurant. It's like, <laughs> hey, man, if you could get some free grilled cheeses out of this whole situation, more power to you. If it's good grilled I, cheese. I was talking to Robbie earlier. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm more focused in, like, on the $200 sign-ups plus a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, that's go. kind of where I'm going. Can you get them and, from one from upstairs for yeah, free? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were talking about, you know, we ought to have somebody from the University <laughs> of Michigan to come out here and get a Zingerman, you know, a yeah, there you go. Saginaw's, a, a, you know, American Coney Island ought to focus on a little bit with something with Michigan State. Or a Michigan State player or something like that. What's but, the deal? How much? I'm looking at about. Think I thought when I was at college, if I got two hundred in a in a two hundred in a sandwich, mm. I'd, I'd sign up to. Like I didn't have a lot of skills back then, but <laughs> I still don't. This uh, this whole thing is really a nationwide class business class for all these kids, though, isn't it? Yeah. For their Very they're true. becoming their own entrepreneurs and how they handle these situations and. And sign with different people, so there's a lot of learning opportunity here. I've seen Absolutely, it. and I've seen some, you know, uh, unique, unique things. Um, uh, the uh, former offensive lineman from Notre Dame, who transferred to Florida State, utilized his name, image, and likeness to raise money for uh, a young man in a wheelchair to come mm-hmm. down to the Florida State Notre Dame game, and they raised over like thirty thousand dollars. So you could see players raising money in that regard too. We saw. Was it Leonard Fournette a couple of years ago uh, with, uh, I don't know if it was Hurricane Katrina or, or whatever it was. There was a, a natural disaster in, in that area. He tried to sell his you know T-shirts, and that got chopped down. Do now that. you can do that to, for a good cause, too. So it's going to be fascinating. We've eaten up this whole first segment. You guys need to stick around. You have another drink. Mike hasn't nope. touched his Moscatos yet. I touched it. <laughs> Get a little sip. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's not so just funny. evaporation. He's savoring. The, fir- the first time, Derek, he walks in, he's just chugging these, and then, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Big Balls isn't here to pressure you. Look, I took one shot, the element of surprise to beat Big Balls, and I did it. And did? after that, I'm, you know, I he, got no He got his victory. Because <laughs> we need it. We still need to hit on Euro. We need a football contest update. Mm. Uh, what's going on this week? And we got a lot to get to, so uh, they're not allowed to leave. Banksy's not here. He's on assignment. Big Balls is on assignment. But we upgraded. Mike Palm. Derek Stevens, Nick Ashew, stick around. It's a nightcap here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two, Lightning leading the Canadiens 5-15-40 and change to go in the third period. Mike Palm, host of the Nuts. Amal Shaw is also on that show. Is that is that a proper way to phrase it? You know, we struggled for the first two months or so with Amal as the lead until they, oh, finally, they, back. they finally made the right decision. <laughs> Spider's adding oh, another Moscato you. for you. Thank you. you. Thank uh, you. Uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> By the way, this is way more fun than any show I've ever done Extra in TV segment. ever. I, I, spiders on both I would like to point this place. out. This is great. Oh, Thank you, Spider. This is this is way more fun than any show I've ever done in my the career. Friday, the I'd nightcap, like the Friday night nightcaps yeah. are, are something yeah. else. Something else yeah. to uh something else to take in. Yeah. Um well, last night we saw here on uh, at, at Circa, guys, there was something there was some smoke going up, there were some lights. It looks like what what what's happening down on uh, down in Las uh, downtown Vegas this week? Yeah, I mean it's uh this is a huge weekend. Um, the uh, the whole city's actually kind of sold out. the The room rates have gone crazy. It's kind of hard to get a room. It's almost impossible to get a dinner reservation tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, or uh, or Sunday. So it's great to see Las Vegas coming back. So the events, the downtown Las Vegas event center is holding a holding a two day concert called Elenium. Uh, it's 10,000 uh, 10, people, and there were a few tickets left today. Um, there were actually 2,000, and they sold out today. So be 10,000 people for Elenium uh, tonight. Should sell out tomorrow night at 10,000 people. And then, uh, obviously, Fremont Street just packed. But this is this is reflective of all of Las Vegas. I mean, mm. do you see the pictures at McCarran Airport today with people coming in? We've been texting with our limo drivers, you know, uh, trying to pick people up at, at the airport. Uh People are excited to be here. I think there must be some restrictions that got lifted in certain states or something because this is this is one of the crazier uh, McCarran days we've ever seen. Yesterday was the first day nationally where there were more people on flights than a- any day since pre-pandemic. Wow! And today is going to break yesterday's record. So it's it's uh, it's real good to see what's happening. Well, and I'm just thinking about. I think Dave Chappelle is. On MGM tonight, I think there's Bill Burr's tomorrow. Uh, we got McGregor next weekend. Yeah. Bruno Mars on Sunday. Bruno Mars is uh, here Bruno for Mars. like the whole month. I mean, Bruno Mars is bringing in a ton of people. I mean, there's a reason why Las Vegas is the uh, is the entertainment capital of the world, Jeez. and it's hitting hard this weekend. And then on Sunday night, I mean, the biggest fireworks Las Vegas has ever done. You know, off the top of the six uh, six towers. So it's uh, it's it's two years worth of uh, fireworks yeah. built into Sunday night. <laughs> There's a lot of pent-up energy, I think, from a lot of people that are just so ready to get back. I mean, yeah. this whole month with all the fights and all the stuff going on, I mean, you look at the schedule, it's just, it's incredible. And it's great, too. It's just great to see everything back open again, and it just feels, it feels normal after what we've gone through for a long time. Yeah. Mike, we got a couple uh, Euro games tomorrow. What do, you, what do you like? We got Denmark and Czech first up, England and Ukraine. Yeah, it's interesting because the two quarterfinal matches today were played um, more north, Munich and uh, then Stalingrad, St. Peter, whatever you want to say. Now, tomorrow, pay attention to the weather. Mm. We, you know, the Denmark game is in Azerbaijan and Baku. Temperature should be near 100 there. Um, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of scoring. I'm not impressed with the Czechs. I'd play Denmark on the three-way line here. You know, they overcame... Obviously, the medical situation in the first game. I think they're the better side. And then in the second game, which is in Rome, uh, you know, England against Ukraine. Ukraine's very lucky to be here. I, I don't want to lay a big price with England. I might lay a goal with England as a way to bet it I, or bet England to win to nil. I don't think they're going to concede. They haven't conceded in four matches, and I don't think it's going to be against the Ukraine. So what a great match, though, the first, the second match today with Belgium and Italy. I mean, you saw the end of the half with the two goals, and then, uh, you know, Italy... Played like a team should with the lead. I mean, in this Euro, what's been shocking is teams giving up two goal leads in the last 10 minutes of the 90. It's and wild. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's wild. I mean, Spain did it. France did it. Um, but Italy played like a team should when they have a lead. And uh, I thought it would come down to the winner of the Belgium-Italy match or England to win to win Euro, and I, I still feel that way. 
Um, before we uh, before we let you run, Derek, you wanted to hit on uh, May gaming here in in the month of Nevada. Yeah, I did. Well, I, in the month of Nevada. Yeah, speaking. <laughs> Toy full of gaming sack. in Nevada <laughs> in the month of May. I don't see any drinks over there with you. Toy full of sacks. I'm not. This, is this coffee spiked? <laughs> I love talking sports. I love talking lines and line movements. But I, this is what we were talking about yesterday. Use me because I do not have what's called the legal quiet period. <laughs> and uh, and in May, and that's because we're not publicly traded. In May, uh, May was the second largest uh, gaming uh, revenue uh, win in the history of the state of Nevada. It was only second versus April of this year. So when people ask, is Las Vegas back? It's 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 beyond back. It's beyond back plus. So uh, what we're gonna see here, um, we had a good June, but going forward with, the, uh, with your uh, stock selections, July will set the all-time record, and you can put that on the book right now. It's a minus 500. July will be the biggest gaming month in the history of Las Vegas. There you go. Mike Palm, Derek Stevens, that's Nick Ashu. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the Visa schedule today, don't forget to check out our free, free Nick, sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, that includes Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and, of course, Lombardi Line. Check out the feed. It's VSIN Best Bets. Also, we've got podcasts for you. Download the bet, uh, Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights, Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free, available now, vsin.com backslash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Nick Ashu. I'm Tim Murray. And, you know, it wasn't the full-on Friday night experience. That was a hell of an experience for me. Without, uh, I know that. <laughs> without Banksy. Even though he did, uh, I, I can attest, Nick was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did He did FaceTime in. Yep. He tried. It was just poor connection. Yep. Um, but uh, so Banksy on assignment this weekend. Uh, big balls. You know, he's an important person. You know, he's up at Stadium Swim. It's a big weekend. He's probably busy. Uh, so we appreciate Mike and and Derek stopping on by, and it's going to be a going to be a wild weekend here uh, in Las Vegas. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you're leaving just in time. Yeah, in some ways, it's like oh, probably should have stayed an extra day, but I guess it's a little late for that. that. Independence Day, the movie when everyone's trying to get out of town and they're the only ones going yes, in town. That's, that's going to be you guys. That's going to be you early and your morning. wife tomorrow morning leaving Ooh, leaving Las early. Vegas. You're going to be the only ones on your flight <laughs> out of Las Vegas. Everyone's everyone's coming in, um, but. Uh, we got a lot to get to, uh, keeping you updated on Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final with the Canadiens and Tampa Bay Lightning. Right now, the Lightning still holding on to that 4-2 yeah. lead and looking like they'll be up 3-0 in the series. And that yeah, was interesting. Money was coming in on Montreal. This thing closed here at Circa. Tampa Bay minus 122, and Montreal just one, plus 112 on the money line. So... Uh, you know, thinking about Tampa Bay and the way that they played those first two games, this was certainly a, a pretty low price for uh, for a team like Tampa. So it is a 4-2 to two lead right now for the Lightning midway through the third period. Nick, tomorrow night, game six, down in Atlanta. Uh, Giannis has been ruled out for game six. Not that big of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've seen movement on this line, right? It, it, it opened... At most spots, at a pick, and now here at Circa, it's sitting at 
Atlanta minus two and a half. Uh, the South Point minus two and a half as well. There's one Rogue three offshore. Uh, there is there is a two uh, in spots around town. So how do you look at this game tomorrow night down in Atlanta, where the home team has won? Um, home team has has lost a couple games. I was about to say they've won every game, but no, Milwaukee did win in Atlanta. Won game three, lost game four. And uh, remember, Atlanta won game one of this series. It's, it's got to be about how they they start early. And we had this conversation when it came to the Bucks and what they were going to need to do after Atlanta just rolled them in that game before that. And, and to see what Milwaukee did to go out strong, that's exactly what Atlanta needs to do. And, and the fact that the Hawks have so many guys that can get hot, that can score. Like I look at a Kevin Herter who shot, what, 3-12 of 12, mm-hmm. uh, last night. He's actually a 40% three-point shooter at home and just 32% on the road. So I look at that over-under of 12.5 points with him. I say, you know what? I'm taking the over on that because he's at home. You're going to have that crowd. This is an opportunity where he's a much better shooter at home. And it's not just Kevin Herter, but you have players on this roster. Even though he's a little banged up, Bogdanovich is somebody that you you know can hit some shots for you. If Atlanta starts to get that rhythm early, I see an Atlanta team playing one way better than they did last game, but also taking that momentum from the crowd, taking that energy because some of that stuff, look, you know this, right? Like it's, there's no numbers or stats or trends to dictate energy, the mental side of things. The mental side of this for Atlanta is having that home crowd behind them. And that's going to make a big difference, but we're going to, we'll know very early on whether they've got it or they don't. And Trey Young, once again, similar circumstance, right? He's going to be a, a game-time decision. I, I think my hunch is he'll try to give it a go. That, that's just my guess. There's no reporting behind that. Uh, that. That's just my feel, how effective he'll be. But I, I think it does lead to that Kevin Herter play where, you know, coming off the 27-point performance he had in Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers, he was overvalued. And it's not like he's played poorly. He's played to... Kind of what he is. Now, he shot way lower percentage-wise than he is capable of doing, just 28% so far in this series, as you alluded to. Uh, but I, I do think this is a spot. I, I actually like that play quite a bit. At 12.5, it seems like you're buying low on Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. And especially if Trey Young comes back, he might be that decoy that we saw from, let's say, someone like James Harden, right? When he came back in Game 5 of the of the, of the Milwaukee series, he was nowhere near 100%. But he just his presence led to attention, and I think if Trey Young is back on the floor, I think it opens things up for a lot of people for Milwaukee, uh, especially a guy like Kevin Herter. Yeah, Trey Young is even at eighty percent healthy is still going to have value for this team because of the fact that you still have to respect that jump shot. You still have to respect who he is, even if his ankle's not right, even if he can't move off the ball as well. He can stand in the corner, and if you're Atlanta, you just make plays, set some screens off the ball for him, give him an opportunity to get out there and just have some open shots. That's enough. Trey Young can get you 25, 27 minutes in the game, put up 10 or 12 points even. Just that little bit, that's enough to then free up some other players on that Atlanta roster that are going to go out there and have more of an opportunity. Well, flipping it over to Milwaukee, and I know it's easy. I've done it. Crush Mike Budenholzer. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that that allow you to do that. I think he does deserve. You know, when people do things right, you got to give them credit. And I, I thought his game plan heading into Game Five was was strong. Um, you know, emphasizing uh, Brooke Lopez to dominate in the paint, which is something he had not done. Uh, this entire series, and he was terrific in that game. 33 points, leading all scorers. You know, Drew Holiday with 13 assists. Chris Middleton, solid 26 points, 
13 rebounds. So you look at four starters, Nick, in that game combined for a hundred and I think it was 103 points, 105 points. You know, Portis, Middleton, uh, Lopez, and Holiday. Do you expect what kind of regression do we see? From these starters tomorrow, I think I don't think we can expect 33, 33 from uh, from Brooke yeah, Lopez. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think what was his what was his total set 13, to? It was 13 and a half, so it's bumped up two yeah. points to 15 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on that 15 and a half. That's way way too high to me because if you're Atlanta, what you're going to do is stuff a bunch of guys down there in the paint and force Brooke Lopez to kick it out. Just don't allow him to even get those opportunities. And I, I know Clint Capella is not a hundred percent, but if you can get him out there, it may seem crazy. Maybe you even throw a couple double teams at Brook Lopez early. Because if he, I know, because now he's Luol Cinder. So now we're not talking about Brook Lopez anymore. We're talking about Luol Cinder in the paint. So if you go out there, throw a couple double teams at him early, because you know he can get disheveled, and suddenly if things aren't going his way offensively, he's kind of looking around like, this is not this is not what I signed up for. So get him off off a rhythm early on, and then you're definitely not going to see him at 30. Well, what points, should I we promise. expect from Brook Lopez tomorrow? Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis. When? Could we possibly see Giannis return for the Milwaukee Bucks? We'll talk to our good friend Lance Allen up in Milwaukee when we come back. It is the Nightcap here on Visa. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week's Ron Flatter Racing Pod covers racing and race. Jonathan Kinchin of Fox Sports discusses the first half of the racing year as well as progress that the sport may or may not have made in the past year to answer diversity questions. Trainer Mike Stidham talks about Dubai World Cup winner missed a guide and his comeback in tomorrow's Suburban Stakes at Belmont Park. South Point Sportsbook Director Chris Andrews handicaps weekend races Download the Ron Flatter Racing Pod every Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That is sponsored by First Bet. Tim Murray, Nick Ashley with you. It is the nightcap here on vcin, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have just added to their lead. So it is now 5-2, to two, Nick. Tampa Bay is uh, just I feel a lot more four confident minutes away in from, a sweep yeah. in this now. This was the one game. You looked at and said, Montreal is going to have to come out early. They're going to have to score. They're going to have to play physical. And they're going to have to get some sort of momentum if they want a shot at winning any game in this series. They're down 2-0 four minutes into this game. That is the polar opposite of what you needed to do if you're Montreal. So this looks like this is going to be a very, very quick Stanley Cup. Yeah, Canadians did just score uh, to make it 5-3, to three, but it's uh, too it little, four too late. Left. Certainly. It ain't happening. Uh, four minutes to go uh, as Vasilevsky hasn't maybe looked the uh, the peak of what he has been so far in the Stanley Cup Finals. and Likely your Conn Smythe winner, but uh, a goal there for uh, for the Canadiens. But it is 5-3, well over the total of five here tonight. So an, an easy over. Uh, that thing hit uh, by the end of the second period. Nick uh, Suzuki, his goal late in the second period, did get a goal from Nikita Kucherov as well. Uh, and another power play goal. We talked about the power play and, and just how lethal it is. That one came uh, 327 into the game. So uh, that was Victor Hedman. So 5-3 to three right now, under four minutes to go in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. The Tampa Bay Lightning uh, just moments away from being up 3-0 in this series. And, you know, to keep the discussion going on uh, on, on what to expect tomorrow night, Nick, um, with, uh, with Milwaukee and Atlanta, um, I just feel like, you know, we, we talked about the total in this game and 
the possibility of it going over. Now, it, it's kind of settled at 216. We'll see what it does tomorrow, uh, if it does rise uh, a little bit as the day goes on, because, uh, you know, the public loves firing on overs. And, you know, w- what's also going to be fascinating, Nick, is that uh, with the with the massive crowd expected here in Las Vegas for this weekend, no game tonight in the NBA I think that would have been a huge handle game, especially it would have been game six, or excuse me, game seven with the Clippers and the Suns if we had gotten there, if the Suns had lost on Wednesday night. But with the crowds anticipated here for this holiday weekend and them coming in, you know, I think the Euro Cup games tomorrow morning uh, will certainly have plenty of action. And I think Milwaukee and Atlanta is going to get a ton. My guess would be that that the, I think Atlanta will be backed quite a bit. If, if that's just my hunch, um, we'll, we'll see what the what the numbers say tomorrow. But I can tell you one thing: people are walking up and down, you know, Fremont Street or you know the Strip or you know out at the South Point, wherever they may be in town, they're going to be stopping in and and firing on on the over probably because what did they see last, Nick? They saw 123-112 track meet. And right now you've got a total sitting at 216. You've got an opportunity to definitely have a big over in this one. Uh, th- this this Atlanta team just, I want to say this is a gut thing, but I had the gut feeling last time and I lost <laughs> out on the Hawks money line. So maybe my gut again, it's just the fact that I've been eating a lot since I've been here. So that's really what the gut feeling is. But if you're the Hawks, you put yourself in a position now where your back's against the wall, but you know what the Hawks have been throughout this entire postseason. They're a team that's got nothing to lose. Like, they play loose. Loose teams that have the feeling of nothing to lose are as dangerous as anybody. And there's no way you can measure that. You just have to watch it. What Nate McMillan has done as a head coach is phenomenal. They were they were a garbage team before the All-Star break. Garbage. And then for them to be in, a, in the Eastern Conference Finals right now with what they have done as a young team, really an inexperienced team, having gotten to this point is... A testament to, one, that they've just played loose. It's Nate McMillan's coaching, but it's also the fact that they just go, eh, if we lose, like, nobody expects us to be here anyway. Well, they've already far exceeded expectations. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, winning the first-round series against the Knicks, after that, you're just playing with house money. Yeah. And they were able to, you know, beat the Sixers, and I know that led to a lot of discussions about what the, the future of the Sixers is. And later on in the show, we're actually going to look ahead a little bit to uh, the 2022 futures market uh, that is out there in a couple spots. And, you know, Philadelphia, it's kind of an indictment on, on what they are. But it, when we do that, it's not a knock on Atlanta. I mean, think about this Atlanta team, Nick. They're also playing without DeAndre Hunter. And, you know, that's a guy, that's a, a lottery pick that they've been playing without this entire postseason. So, yes, the Trey Young injury is enormous. And hopefully we see him tomorrow uh, back on the floor with that bruised, uh, with that uh, bone bruise. But, the loss of DeAndre Hunter is is rather massive uh, for this Hawks team, and here they are, you know, and, and and they're a favorite tomorrow. You know, this isn't a situation. Yes, I know there's no Giannis, but still, the Atlanta Hawks are a favorite in Game Six of the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. They're they're not a massive underdog tomorrow night. It would be interesting to see where this line would be though if you had both teams at full strength and you were still sitting at let's say a three-two Bucks lead. I know this is a complete hypothetical, but it's just the. The inability to truly predict where anything is going to be in this series because of the injuries to two of the biggest stars in the playoffs right now makes it just downright, it's it's impossible. So Trey Young, there's much more of a chance that he's certainly there. We know that Giannis is now not going to be out there, but it would be interesting to see just how people felt about the Bucks in this position, even in Atlanta, if you had Giannis, and even if Trey Young was out there too.
I think if they were full strength, both teams were full strength, I think you would see the Bucks as a, a slight favorite in this game. Um, I, I, I think... That, Probably that, not more than like a point, though. No, yeah, I, I think based on what this series is at 3-2 and the desperation you expect from the Hawks, um, I, I mean, I, I certainly... It, it, it's a tricky spot for me because I've got the Bucks to win this series. I grabbed them at minus 150 uh, for, on the series price after they lost game one to the Hawks. And we were sitting here on set, and that number came out, and I said, well, that's way too much of, a, of an overreaction to a, a, a game one loss. So I played that, and shortly thereafter, uh, the Westgate pulled it down and reposted at 200, and that's where, and then it went off at like 250 heading into game two, which was the thumping uh, that the Bucks put on them. And as we talked about last night, you know, after the Bucks won that game, it went to minus 500 to win that series. Now that's come down a little bit. Uh, for that series price, but uh, I, I would certainly, for entertainment purposes, because well, I'm, I'm selfish in that regard, I, I would like to see the Hawks win this game so we get a Game 7 in Milwaukee. Maybe you get Giannis back. I, I still don't think we see Giannis in this series. Um, you know, He's still working things out. I believe he was on the floor. He did travel with the team, Nick. Down to Atlanta. So, I have no confidence he's playing. No, he's not. I, it's I, not happening. He's not playing, obviously, tomorrow. I don't think he'd play on Monday if there were a Game 7. I think the biggest question mark is, when does when do the NBA Finals start? If it is Thursday, what are the chances that we see Giannis in Phoenix in Game 1? And, and that kind of spins it to this next question, Nick. If you're Phoenix, knowing that Giannis is banged up, but also Trey Young is banged up, who would you prefer to see? Whether it, would it be Milwaukee or would it be Atlanta? I'd rather see Atlanta. I, I just think Giannis is going to give them fits if you're Phoenix. Even if he's not 100% healthy, let's say you have that time off. Because remember, this is just a hyper-extended knee. This is going to be a Milwaukee team. They're, one of the things Milwaukee has that's it's really an advantage for them is they're very long. Like They've got a, a team that's got a lot of length out there defensively. And that, that can cause havoc around the perimeter for a team like the Suns. Uh, Milwaukee is is very good at the top of their roster, right? We talked about that yesterday mm-hmm. where they got you got Chris Middleton, you got Drew Holiday who stepped up with everybody else that was a starter too, but those are the guys that you expected to step up for them. I I, I look at the Atlanta roster and go, well, okay, you've got Trey Young, but you don't have the same matchups and I think the same advantages in terms of talent at the top that Milwaukee does. But again, that that whole question mark still becomes well, is Giannis maybe not as healthy as Trey Young? So you'd maybe want to see Milwaukee if you're the Suns because it's like, well, Giannis may not play till game two or game three. And this is just this is what has made this so difficult this entire postseason is everything is hinged. Literally, think about this. Every series has involved some star player being hurt, whether coming into the playoffs, like say the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, or in the middle of a series like the Lakers and Anthony Davis. It's happened the entire time. It's... It's frustrating, honestly. It's really frustrating to gauge a lot of what's going on. The 2021 playoffs uh, are going to be... Well, I, 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 I guess I hesitate to say what I'm going to say, which is... Say it anyway. They're going to be remembered for the injuries. I don't think they will. At the end of people the day... People will forget it. People will no. forget, and they'll see the Suns win the championship. Like, oh, yeah, Chris Paul. Like, How, many, how many playoff series, honestly, over the years do you remember that really involved injuries? There's maybe very few where you could... Go back in like the history, right? I and mean, remember, like Paul Pierce getting uh, leaving in a wheelchair and then coming back. <laughs> yeah, come on, that was real. Yeah, don't don't make that face. Yeah, that was authentic. Did he did he did he 
Did he play? It was like that soccer flop that I showed you earlier, that video. Oh, yeah. the, uh, in that, the Was that the Italy game today? Yeah. Um, so uh, game, uh, game number three has gone final. The Tampa Bay Lightning have defeated the Montreal Canadiens by a mm. final score of 6-3. to three. So, Easy over. Montreal, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you cashed that over by the end of the second period as it was 4-2, uh, to two, a total of five. And now the Tampa Bay Lightning, folks, are just one game away from uh, hoisting Lord Stanley Cup for a second consecutive year. Last year was down in the bubble, and now this year uh, they have the chance to sweep Montreal and hoist it north of the border, or if they were to falter and uh, maybe want to go win it in front of their home fans down in Tampa. Uh, but uh, it has been a, an incredible run this postseason in Tampa Bay. Now one win away, Nick. From another Stanley Cup. That's true. They wouldn't even have. They didn't even have a celebration in front of their home fans last year. Nope. They were in the bubble. So maybe just give Montreal a game. Come on. Do we want to? Do we want to sweep? Do we dare bet Montreal? By the way, Banksy last night. Uh, we saw. I saw him. I was, I was like, I think I'm thinking about betting Montreal. He goes, I bet Tampa. But go ahead. <laughs> I was like, I'll pass. I'll pass. So thanks, Banksy. I did not. Uh, I did not fire away. It's good advice. Tampa Bay, one win away from a Stanley Cup. This is the nightcap here on VC. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.